Hello there, friend. I hope you are having a wonderful day. I'm glad you've decided to spend a few minutes with me, at least listening to what I have to ponder today. And I'm going back to First Thessalonians. So I've been going through, I took a break last week and pondered something else. But this week, going back to my little tour through First Thessalonians, because that was what we did on our retreat back in Kenya. Uh, when did we go? February. We went to Kenya and we did a retreat where we went through the book of First Thessalonians. So I'm on chapter four. So just a little nugget from First Thessalonians chapter four. And I was trying to think of, uh, you know, a story to start out my episode with. And really, this is an illustration of the nugget which usually you give the illustration after the nugget, but not me. I'm starting with the story. So if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you know that Wes and I recently purchased a big, big old van. And yes, we are following the trend and converting a van into basically a camper. And I am so excited. So you may not know this about me, but on Instagram, I follow all of these van lifers, people who live in their vans. And I don't know why. I just, I'm just uh, mesmerized by looking at their vans. And this has been for years. It, I think it started, started pre-COVID. So long time that um, Wes and I have watched, you know, van lifers on YouTube. We just, they, they're traveling. It's interesting. But I always said to Wes, I don't want to do this. I do not want to live in a van. I just, it's just sort of like mindless entertainment, you know, but I have done it for a while. So I am very familiar with how people transform their vans. And I have all these ideas of, you know, what I like and what I don't like. It's like whole interior design thing, right? But in a van instead of in a house. So anyway, my point is we got a van and we're not going to go live in it, but we are going to transform it. Well, Wes and I were both super excited about doing this. And I'll tell you, our plan is at the end of the summer for me to drive it on a solo trip out to Montana and then Wes will fly out there so he doesn't waste his vacation days driving with me. Um, he'll fly out there and, and I'll meet him. And then we're going to go up to the Canadian Rockies with our new camper van. It's going to be super fun. And just in case you're wondering, no, we are not independently wealthy. It's actually, Wes is really good at buying vehicles and big toys like that, and then selling them for more than we even bought them for. So it didn't cost a lot of money and we'll fix it up for uh, not, you know, we're not going to be spending um, tons of money fixing it up. We're just going to make it work, make it work. But anyway, my point is we got this van and we were both super excited about it. But the minute we got it, I, I think within five minutes, we were arguing about it. It was like, it's like, oh, we could put the sink here. And we're, you know, I'm like designing the whole thing and he's stressing out about it. So we immediately started arguing and it just made me realize after we will be married 33 years in May, and yet, you know what? God is never done in, or I should say, we are never done. We are never done in learning to apply all that God has taught us 
to every new situation. Like, have I learned in the past humility and consider others more than yourself and all of those lessons of the Lord? Yes. And I was like, yep, I've done that. I'm good with that. But here comes along a new situation where I have to relearn it all. And that's what the van has been so far. Yep. A good one would be um, be slow to speak and quick to listen, right? And slow to become angry. We we need that verse for this van conversion. And we'll get there. It's fine. But it's just interesting to me. It's such a reminder. We can't rely on what God has taught us in the past. We have to keep learning it in the present. And that that is my nugget from 1 Thessalonians 4 that I want to share with you today. And if you want to follow along on our van conversion, it's going to be super fun. And I'm going to attempt to document it all on Instagram because I just love taking all the videos and doing all that. It's fun to share. It's just like fun, non-controversial stuff to look at on Instagram. So if you go ahead and follow me on Instagram, you can see what we're up to with that van. But for now, let's turn to pondering how this relates to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. This is the Pause and Ponder podcast with me, Susie, and I'm glad you're here. I hope God speaks to your heart today through his word. Okay, so chapter four, 1 Thessalonians chapter four. So on our retreat, Jason um, spoke on this. So on our retreat, Jason taught on this chapter and, of course, did a great job. And in fact, we all agreed that our best. Uh, small group time was after his teaching, which I think is the sign of a good teaching when you have a really good small group time afterwards, because it means that the teaching, you know, gave people things to talk about. And that's always a sign of a good teaching to me. Anyway, chapter four, the second half of chapter four talks about the coming of the Lord uh, and the rapture because the Thessalonians were confused about that. So if you are confused about that, you should go read it because I'm not going to talk about it today. The first part of chapter four, um, in my Bible, you know how Bibles give a little title to the chapter? It says, a life pleasing to God, which is not scripture, but is a, a good summary of the beginning of the chapter. And that is the part that I, the nugget that I want to talk about today. So I'm just going to read it to you. Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God, just as you were doing, that you do so more and more. So even though they were they, they weren't in error, they were following the Lord, you know, loving Jesus. We still need the encouragement to do it more and more. That's what I'm trying to do, too, to encourage people who love Jesus to Walk and please God more and more. It's that simple. It goes on. For you know what instructions we gave you through the Lord Jesus. And here's the nugget. For this is the will of God. Have you ever wondered what the will of God is? Like, oh, I've got to figure out what is God's will for me? It's, it can sound kind of complicated. Well, here it is pretty simple. For this is the will of God. It says in verse 3, your sanctification. That's it. This is the will of God for you, your sanctification. 
And so I want to pause there. This is the will of God for you, your sanctification, because Jason gave a great uh, definition of sanctification, which I would have defined as like becoming more like Jesus, right? But Jason defined it this way, found this definition somewhere. Sanctification is a present progressive process. That's it. A present progressive process process. It It's the process of holiness, right? Becoming more like Jesus. But each word is important. It's present. What is God doing in your present? It isn't in the past. You aren't sanctified in the past. Like, oh yeah, I asked Jesus into my heart when I was eight years old, so I'm done. That's in the past. Or even, oh yeah, five years ago, God did this super cool thing in my life and it was awesome. And that's my testimony. But what about the present? What is God presently doing in your life to train you in holiness? To There's so many ways to become more like Jesus, right? I mean, he's just so perfect. And I feel like God works on one way at a time. It's like, all right, we're going to work over here. Kind of like if you think of all the subjects you had in school, it's more like that block schedule. We're going to just concentrate in this one area but in the present. And then it's progressive. It's progressive. It's growing, right? We're, we're supposed to be continuing in this process. We're not today where we were a year ago. We are a little further along. We're making progress. And then it's a process. It's continual. We're not done. It's okay to still be, it's okay that Wes and I are figuring out how to get along with this van conversion. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. You know, it just means God said, here, I'm going to put this thing in your life that you're both really passionate about, and I'm going to use it to refine you in new ways. It's so funny. Uh, I'll regress for a moment and just say, it's so funny that, um, because Wes keeps saying like, I'm just trying to figure out what you want. And I'm trying to express what I want and not make it difficult for him. Cause let's be honest, he's going to do the work, but uh, we're, we're like misfiring. So we'll figure it out. It's all good. But anyway, it's a process, right? It's okay that we see the areas where we need to grow. So I love that. And that's my nugget. Sanctification is a present progressive process. That's it. How are you becoming holy? How are you becoming more like Jesus in the present? How are you more like Jesus now than you were a month ago, a year ago, whatever, that you're making progress? And are you showing yourself grace that this is a process? Or or maybe someone else grace that this is a process. But I'm going to read a few more verses before we're done. With that in mind, with that present progressive process in mind. So it says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. And then it goes on to list some specific sins. So areas to consider. Am I presently progressing in this process in these areas? Your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor. Not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, 
that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things. And as we told you before, and solemnly warned you, for God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, whoever disregards this instruction, I'm adding that, whoever disregards this instruction of uh, the will of God for you as your sanctification, specifically in abstaining from sexual immorality and having control, self-control, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God, who gives his Holy Spirit to you. And that's it. That's the end of verse 8. And it is that Holy Spirit who gives us the self-control to abstain from sexual immorality, to resist temptation in all areas, uh, because self-control is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. And it is interesting to note that sexual purity is so often at the top of the list when we have a list of sins to resist, isn't it? It's important, and it means all kinds of things. Uh, so, but we're not going to go into that today. Today, it just makes me think of the need for self-control in our lives, in all areas, not just sexual purity, although certainly that as well. But sanctification, a present progressive process. And the question we had in small group, well, at least in our small group, that led to such a great uh, discussion was, what is my prayer request for more self-control? Like, in what area do I want God to give me more self-control? Like, where in the present today do I see in my life that I need to grow in this area of self-control, which covers all kinds of things, right? And uh, it just led to a really great discussion. So I think it's a great question to ponder or even ask God, Lord, where do I need to grow in self-control in my life? Is it with my words, you know, with having more patience, not my maybe self-control of my temper? Uh, It could be so many things, right? But to ask God, because the will of God is our sanctification, Lord, how do you want to grow me in resisting sin in the area of self-control today? And let it be a present progressive process. And that's it. That's my nugget for today. And of course, the word sanctification, you know, that that the will of God is our sanctification or our holiness. It reminds me of the sort of cliche that God cares more about our holiness than our happiness. Um, I'm sure you've heard that before. But that truly is God's goal for us. And usually when we're growing in holiness, it's not so happy. Like, <laughs> like with my van that I'm super excited about and very happy about. And yet we got to work through growing in holiness with the van versus just being happy about the van. So that's another way to look at it is where are you struggling to be happy? Maybe that's where God wants to work on you to make you more holy. And that's it. That's my nugget. from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll be finding your own nuggets in scripture. Till next time.